Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here in the studio today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hello, Amy. Hello. And um, Andrea is off this week. But we are going to jump into a tech-heavy topic, even though Andrew's not here, <laughs> um, based on an article in the Wall Street Journal this past week called, Are You a Bad Parent If You Rely on Parenting Tech? Um, I don't know. <laughs> so I have to say, like, when I first read this article, um, I thought it was going to be the usual, are you using a tablet as a babysitter? Right. Or, you know, and it actually, who knew? that mom guilt started so young when it came to tech. <laughs> I guess because we don't have babies anymore, we didn't realize there's actually tech pressure when you have a baby, which is in how you are monitoring. The, this is not about screen time, right? Right. This is about anxiety and guilt over digital assistance, she calls it, um, where other parents are judging on the good old we didn't need that. We didn't need that. And I will tell you, my first response reading this article was, I didn't need that. <laughs> like, I'm going to be the judgy parent right now. Um, and some of these things I do read, and I'm like, oh, I wish I had had that, right? There are some things where I'm like, yes, some things no. But one of the things she dives into um, are all of these new, and we talked a little bit about this after CES, connected devices that are monitoring how your child sleeps, monitoring their temperature if they're sick or maybe even if they're not sick, recording everything in an app for you, making it so it's easily shareable with your doctor, the bassinets that are instantly cradling your child and rocking your child because they can sense your child's movements and what they need. And on the show, I don't think you were here, we talked about a couple of bassinets that have cameras and monitors that are over them that are recording everything and recording the temperature and recording the movement. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, and there's also a, well, like the Hatch Baby Rest, which is a nightlight and sound machine controlled from your smartphone. Um, everything just, she just started buying every single gadget she thought I think would make her a better parent. And I will say, did I she buy them or was she like, if I had a baby now, I would buy these? No, no. She actually this, got she them. She was buying all these things because she, has just started freaking just out. Going crazy. Well, her baby stopped sleeping. She said it sounds six like it months. never stopped. Well, it. Oh, her, oh, husband her husband was deployed, deployed, and then she ended up like all of a sudden her baby wasn't sleeping again, and she started panicking. And then once he started sleeping again, she was like, "Oh, there's a baby monitor I could have done that's monitoring all these things and can tell when he wakes up." And then there's a bassinet, and then there's a thing. Um, and she just started down this. I don't know, rabbit hole, the Owlet, maybe that's... We've talked that was, about yeah, that. Yeah, this is the Owlet smart, smart Sock, which is an ankle wrap designed to track an infant's heart rate and oxygen level and alert parents if anything is wrong. And people said, for new parents who are so anxious, they felt better when they knew their kid was monitored because they would stop staring at them, making sure their kid was breathing all night. Well, it's funny because I've... I, I wouldn't say made fun of, but I've kind of rolled my eyes at the Owlet when it's been mentioned on this show um but i'm coming at it from the point of view of a parent who didn't sit there and watch their kids sleep like as soon as my kids got to sleep i was like woohoo time to do something else i for whatever reason i didn't have that kind of anxiety there was somebody in the article who like 
didn't sleep. That's she, this woman who bought yeah, the outlet. She would just stand there, sit, sit there and stare at her baby. Yeah. So if that's where you're coming from, then I guess I roll my eyes less because like if you literally can't sleep thinking that your your baby, like as soon as you go away, your baby is going to stop breathing, then yes, that will help you get over that. Right. And I mean, maybe you should figure out why you think your baby is going to stop breathing the moment you stop watching it. Well, because you've read all the stories on the internet about yeah. SIDS, right? You've read all these stories on the internet about babies who that's exactly what happened to them and nobody knows why. They, um, she, <laughs> she went down this rabbit hole. I got a list of all the things she bought because I was like, what? So she started with the Kinza smart thermometer which displayed temperature readouts on her smartphone and told her when fevers merited a call to the doctor. Which I love because I remember one year when my daughter got the flu oh. and I was just lying with her, you know, it was a year kind of like this one where it was just in the news all the time when a lot of kids were dying. And, you know, if I had been able to put a thermometer on her that would have alerted me when her temperature got above a certain point, then I could have gotten away and gotten some rest and yeah. just been a better mom. Yeah. Um, the Nest camera, which she was using to check in. The Baby Feed Timer app, which tracked the nursing schedule. Um, I would have loved that. I would have I've loved. I've talked about that before. I would have. I, I did it with a bracelet. I would have loved having yeah, it. Yeah. I just had a spiral notebook. Um, and then <laughs> she said, better an under eye concealer. Um, <laughs> and the Hatch Baby Rest, which was the nightlight and sound machine controlled from your smartphone, which I guess if your kid needs to fall asleep with a nightlight on and then you want to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. My kids never had a nightlight, so I don't know if that would freak your kid out if they yeah, woke up in the middle either. of the night and expected the nightlight and it wasn't there. But I'm sure that before app controlled ones, there were ones that worked on a timer. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm sure that was a thing. Yeah. I mean, she also said like the Nanit monitor um, which in addition to analyzing sleep habits, sends you victory notifications, <laughs> which is also says the temperature and humidity of the nursery, yeah. portable for traveling, um, continue streaming if the I, internet goes I have to down. Say, I have to go back to that because when we used to visit my mom in Buffalo when my kids were babies, her house was so freaking cold. I totally would have stuck that in there and been like, do you see how cold <laughs> right. this room is? Can we turn the heat up, please? Nope. It's better to sleep in the cold, right? That's probably oh, what she said. So better cold. for you to sleep in the cold. So cold. Um, and then this swapping the glider rocking chair for Baby Leto Kiwi, which reclines, has a USB port, so you could keep all your stuff plugged in. And I guess that's it. Just on like a USB now. port. I don't have a baby. <laughs> a chair with now. a USB port in it. Um, yeah, and I mean, I just don't even know. And then she has like the silicone cozy with timer temperature sensor motion sensor for proper feeding angle and voice activated microphone which i don't understand to record feeding amounts but it also warms the bottle at the Mm -hmm. same time that seems insane that seems like overkill to me for 149 dollars like i just why why do you need something that's i mean i guess if you want to know the temperature of the bottle if you're worried the milk got too formula got too hot i don't don't know know. i I think with all of these things the right person could completely justify each individual product i think the problem comes when you have all of them and are just relying on so much tech that you're not thinking for yourself yeah so one of the things that's in here that's funny is also these um the breast pumps that got smarter and what i think is so funny about these quote-unquote smarter breast pumps is that 
it's still a pump. Like even the the willow one, which doesn't have the tubes and the whatever. You just like everything is in the the the, the unit the that fake sits on top of stick your on your boob. Yeah. Um, I, I just no one can make it better. No one's ever going to be able to make it really better because it still is what it is. Yeah, but I think that the biggest innovation in that isn't the connected part, isn't measuring what's coming out. It's the fact that you can wear it all under your clothes. Like, I still remember my poor, poor You think that fake boob on top of your boob? I'm is... not saying you're walking around like it's normal. Right. I'm saying, like, I remember my brother-in-law walking in to my mom's <laughs> living room awful. when my son, he was probably, like, two months old. So I was still in the stage where, like, I was exhausted and, don't and care. didn't care about anything and like boobs just out there with the, <laughs> right. you know pumps attached to both of them and he was like oh hi <laughs> so like just to be able to like hi, put, I'm a cow. put pumps on and you know put your <laughs> sweater your back down that's the innovation to me yeah um so I do think that that is a big deal or you could wear it in your office, right? You know, put it's it on, so, close your shirt. Yeah. You're not sitting there with that little suitcase thing and the things and the, oh my God. It's the idea that everything had to stop when it was time to pump because yeah. I was attached to this big suitcase-like <laughs> thing It just, just seems like tubes. a Saturday Live skit though. You like sitting there having a conversation with someone while there's something in your shirt pumping. <laughs> it's just so weird too. But, you know, I would have been able to walk around. I would have been, you know, it just right. would have, I wouldn't have. I don't remember how many times I had to pump. It was a lot. And so, like, every time... And I wasn't even... Like, I was still breastfeeding. Right. I, I wasn't six going times to work. Right. So, like, just to be able yeah. to not be tied to something, that's a great innovation. And I'm not sure that it needs to be run by an app. But that's right. probably the easiest way to do it because then you're not reaching into your shirt to press right. buttons. <laughs> so I guess, I guess it all makes sense. And I'm, I don't want to... I don't want to poo-poo that one because right. I think that that's a good advance. I think at least there's attempts to make those things better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the biggest problem in the tech world, right, is there's because of who runs the tech world, the majority of it is just white dudes in their 20s mm-hmm. when they start out. Um, you know, the, they always say, like, what problem are you trying to solve? That's mm-hmm. that's the first question you ask yourself, right, when you start a company. They're never going to think that's a problem that needs to be solved. Right. Right. So that is why it just goes to show you why you need women founders, mm-hmm. people of color, people with disabilities, like because they are, you know, the problem that needs to be solved is not that I wish I could get alcohol delivered in an hour, right? There's like now 55 <laughs> online companies that do that, right? Or I need my dry clean pickup. Like you can see right. who's making tech by what the services they think are important and need to be provided. Well, one of the commenters in this article said, I think a lot of these are solutions without a problem. And, you know, I don't agree about about all of them, but that really does you really have to look at what your pain points are. You know, right. you don't need to buy something techy for every aspect of your baby's life, but look at what's bothering you the most. Do you keep forgetting when you last pumped or which side you fed your baby on? Right. Get a nap. Can you not sleep at all because you're worried about your baby dying in the middle of the night? Get the owlet. Like, figure out what that one thing is, that biggest problem that you want solved. Right. And then I'm sure there's tech for it. And then think about the price because... If it's your first kid and you'll be able to use it again and again, then maybe spending $150 on the outlet or whatever, you know what I mean, is okay. But chances are your baby is going to grow out of whatever it is Mm -hmm. that the problem is very quickly. I bet there's a big market for selling these, for selling these Unlike Craigslist. Yeah. There has to be. I sold my breast pump. I don't even know if, I don't even think you're supposed to legally. I didn't sell I think the you're tubing. Spo- yeah, you're supposed to change the tubing. Yeah, but I was like, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I'm, I'm sure a lot of this stuff gets resold. And then, you know, if you get back even half of what you paid for it, it's like you rented it for a while. Right. I mean, 
So what's interesting is how so many people, I think, saw this article and immediately assumed it was going to be about older kids. Like, they didn't read the article. They just saw the headline. Oh, the entire comments were, like, <laughs> half, people who didn't read the article. Half the people, I think, didn't read the article because they were all trying to turn it into an article about kids and screen time, which right. was it was not... I, I normally don't read the comments at all, and I did in this case because I thought maybe it would be relevant to our discussion. Yeah. And I found it funny how... I'd say 80% of the comments didn't even address what was going on in the article. It was just their screed about parenting. Right. Someone used to just give me a stick and send me out the yeah. door in the morning, and I didn't come back till sundown. Exactly. And- <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it is interesting because I think one of the things we've talked about on the show is that parents of older kids, how you rely on tech, and not even, I'm not even talking about the babysitter tablet, like the YouTube babysitter you do what you got to do. Um, we use TV in the same way. Everyone said everyone was going to turn into a boob tube, like whatever. But the tech, as your kids get older, following where they are, mm-hmm. texting them to check in with them. Now Alexa has drop-in, where you can mm-hmm. literally, if your kid's in a dorm, you can just drop in on them on their little Only Echo Dot. Only if they give you permission, and I think a kid's crazy to give that permission but what they have these studies that show the parents the kids want it the kids Why? want their parent because they're just used to being they feel connected. safer and they're used to be connected <sighs> um and you know that kind of tech if you i wonder if you start relying on this kind of monitoring tech when your kid is a baby mm-hmm. if now that's part of your parenting mm. style and because you've been monitoring how your kid breathes forever Mm -hmm. and then how your kid's temperature is and then how your just the baby monitor all of it if you are setting up this relationship with your baby that is about you being able to monitor them 24 7 and now they're two and you're able to monitor them 24 7 right like we've seen cell phone age go down Mm -hmm. dramatically now people say oh my eight-year-old needs a cell phone because i need to know where they are you're like well you know where they are they can't go anywhere (laughs) (laughs) like you know exactly where they are um, and now after the school shooting in Florida, people are like, my kids need tech because what if there's a shooting in their school and I can't get a hold of them or or they need to call 911 or, you know, it sort of just keeps fanning out this idea that we need to be monitored all the time or we have other reasons for introducing tech that seem very justified because we're used to it. We're mm-hmm. just used to monitoring our kids and our kids are used to being monitored. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that with me because we talked um, at least a couple of times about when I first put something on my son's phone so that I could see where he was and it just I took it off after like two weeks. This was this was long before the apps that are now good at it. So this thing wasn't great at it. So not only was I like trying to figure out where my son was, I couldn't even trust the tech. Right. Um when my daughter became that same age where I wanted to start doing that, the tech was so much better that neither one of us minded. Like, my son still isn't tracked in any way. He just, he doesn't have location services on on his phone unless right. he needs it. So there's, like, no app that I could use. And he's a responsible kid, and he leaves in the morning, and he comes back, like, 14 hours later, and we just trust that he is where he says he's going to be. Um my daughter gets lost a lot, so it's it's very helpful for me to look and right. see where she is. And what I think is interesting is then I look at my niece in college, because those kids are so used to checking in on their location all the time, they check in with each other. Hmm. So especially for girls, like mm-hmm. I'm leaving the library, I'm, and they have friend apps mm-hmm. where you can your friends can see where you are and where you're at. And I think that's really interesting because the kids are using the technology 
to track each other, mm-hmm. but only in a very positive way, like right. in a safety way. It's sort Are of like okay? the campus walk, right? Yeah. We used to call for someone to escort you, um, which maybe you still do, I'm sure. But for everyone to be able, all your friends to be able to know where you are is really interesting. If you just self-select that group, yeah, um, it's it's fascinating to me. I, all this tech is fascinating to me because I do think it's going to be so normal. Yeah. And what does that mean that everyone's used to being connected all the time from baby time? Um, what it like. I don't know. I, well, it's interesting because there was there was a recent episode of um, Stay Tuned with Preet Bharara where he was talking to somebody from the ACLU, and they spent a long time talking about um, cell phone companies handing over your data about where you were, like for the past year. Like it used to be that um, you needed a court order to get that kind of you know get any kind of information that put you in a place, and um, now like they they the cops just want it handed over and that's like a kind of surveillance that wasn't possible before cell phones right. before smartphones but all of the laws that it's based on is from before the iPhone so they're trying to figure out these digital solutions from analog laws and and they can and, and it's but but to even complicate it further it's all being decided by judges and legislatures who like are eating. brag about never having sent <laughs> right. an email right so and and there was there was an interesting one um this is a little little different kind of law but there was there was something that popped up last week about how a judge ruled that um if you embed a tweet you are you have to get the copyright permission from the person whose work it is, which is not how the internet works. No. Like if you put your work on a site that allows embedding like Instagram, like right. Facebook, like Twitter, you're basically giving permission yes. for other people unless to you shut it, it off. Unless you shut it off. And so the burden was always on the person hosting it to say, right. okay, we have permission, you know, it's, it's allowed to be there, not on the person who's then taking that code. And the judge who decided the case stated that embedding something is something only coders can do. Like, that's not something that an, an average normal Ugh. user could do. When, like, I'm sure when my kids were 10, they could do that. Sure. So, like, all of this stuff is being decided by people who are not relevant to the right. discussion. And it's going to, I know I've gone off on a tangent, but it's just amazing to me, like, how normal this stuff is for young people and how abnormal it is for older people but it's still the older people that are deciding all of the things about it that's affecting the young people right. something's got to give well let's hope yeah but i also think it is a new generation i mean there's always a lag in laws and behavior right there just is yeah. i mean just it takes a long time but this what happens right what happens if kids grow up having been so heavily monitored and rebel the other way like we think kids are going to be more and more like yeah we want to embed everything we want to ship but these kids might actually go the other way and be mm-hmm. like you know what we were can't believe our entire lives were put online before we could give permission you know i you monitored me as a baby where's all that information about all my bodily movements and my breathing and my like yeah. and where is it truly yeah. like does like, the company I own it back right because a lot of these companies my guesses are using 
that data in aggregate for for things. Well, that's the value to them. I mean, right. if, you're, if you've got a free app, chances are that's where they're. So you have their to money. think of that as a parent. Do you want some company now knowing your breastfeeding schedule? And if you're having trouble, and if you're, and we think it's all so innocent, like it's an aggregate, but. It's That's not. the thing. Like, I always seem to seem to think that I'm protected by the numbers. Like, I don't care if somebody knows, you know, how many times I went jogging or whatever because it's on this app. But then just recently, they discovered that soldiers uploading uh-huh. their running routes to apps when they didn't even realize it was happening were giving away secret locations yes. of places. So, yeah. it uh. Yeah, it's your privacy. It's your privacy. Like, it's it's funny because years ago, the big thing was Easy Pass. That, like all these men yeah. are getting busted having oh, affairs, right? Once easy easy pass, pass existed, Law and Order used the right. crap out <laughs> so, of that. So, but it's a creep, right? Yeah. It's a slow creep that for convenience you give up privacy. Convenience right. you give up privacy. It keeps happening over and over. And, you know, you kind of wonder with this baby stuff are parents reading the terms of service? Are they reading no. the underlying things? Because you are giving away health data about your child. Nobody's reading it. From the day they're born. And that is so valuable and you're not getting anything out of it you're not going to be compensated like you would if you were in a study mm-hmm. at a hospital or something so i don't know i think parents just need to like think about the connected stuff it's one thing if it's monitoring and give to you but maybe there's a way i don't know I would, I would read the terms of service on everything that's connected why um, do I, I i don't know this for sure but why do i have a feeling that like that stuff wouldn't fly in europe like they're just all already laws in place where oh, you would new have to opt especially. in instead yeah. of you know reading it and seeing if there's any way to opt out right so that's huh. all i would say to parents is like sometimes a lot of these things are preying on your fear mm-hmm. instead of reality so the, they want you to be scared that your baby's going to stop breathing at night mm-hmm. they want you to be scared that your baby's fever is going to go up to 100 you know like mm-hmm. there is a fear factor to it um, and then of course if you're a easy. parent of someone who has lost a child to SIDS oh you're God. like everyone should use this of course and you know of course and, and you know if it would save just one baby but at what cost like at right. every single parent spending $300 on this thing and uh yeah I would yeah. say I would have had all this crap I know I would have I would have <laughs> felt like I needed uh and I would have had to get two of every stupid thing that I would have had. I totally would have done. I, first of all, I still might do the temperature one. I'm telling you, like there are times my kids are still sick. Like I know they can get up and now tell me like, I think my fever's up, but right. I don't know. Do it on myself. <laughs> like, yeah. Stick that thing on. Um, but I would have had that outlet, that sock thing. Like really? I feel like that would have been in, like maybe. I don't know. My girls slept really well. But I remember the first time they slept through the night, I totally woke up panicked. I mean, and in pain, because I was like, why didn't anyone wake up to be fed? <laughs> but I woke up like, what is happening? I remember it was like three in the morning and I was like, where? They'd gone down at seven. Hmm. And at three, I woke up like in total pain and then ran to the cribs and like put my hands on both their backs. Because um, who expects your baby? You don't. The first time your baby sleeps through the night is a very weird thing. You just don't expect it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I would have ended up buying. Felt like I had to buy all this crap. I just like gadgets, but I don't know. this. Oh, you would have had everything. You would have been on Amazon like click, click, click. probably. (laughs) All right. Well, that is, if you have any of these connected devices, let us know. I am so curious. Let us us know what your favorites are, like the ones that you actually use and that you would recommend to other people. Or that that you really wish you would have had when you're a little kid. But I I want to especially know people who like don't have buyer's remorse, who spent $300 on something like that and say it's the best thing ever yeah for Mm. sure i'd love to hear that and um 
I don't know. Maybe there's some other pain point out there that we'll we'll figure out and we'll launch an app for. <laughs> like, yeah. Can they feed themselves? Where's that app? <laughs> That's going to that be a mechanical gizmo? a mechanical arm like the on the prop side of the thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. We will be right back with our bites of the week. Okay, we are back with our bites of the week, Amy. Okay, I feel like you, we should do two because there's no one here with us. <laughs> I ahead. barely I won't put have that pressure one. on you. Um, well, mine again is a Netflix series. I'm sorry, they're just they're on it lately. They've got the best stuff. Um, and this one is called Dirty Money, and it's six episodes of um, e- each one uh, looking at a different topic and they're very different like the first one was about Volkswagen um, and that whole scam like if you thought you knew the Volkswagen story no like wow. there's so much more detail than than what was than what most of us probably read in like the one article we saw right. um, yeah really really crazy stuff um, there's one about payday loans there's one about Donald Trump which I have not watched yet but I can't wait because I'm sure that his dirty money could fill an entire series yeah um, but it's really or good. a grand jury testimony yes <laughs> find out um, so if you liked things like um, oh I'm blanking on the name what was that movie that that uh, was out recently that covered the the whole savings and loans scan not oh, savings and yeah, loan the yeah, whole yeah. Uh, home mortgage scandal whatever that I'll link to it because I can't yeah. remember the name like if either. you like movies like that that delve into financial stuff um, obviously, this this is more documentary, not fiction, but um, it's it's just really good. It's really well done, and um, it it goes really deep into stories that you probably only scratched the surface of, and it will it might even change your mind about some things. So, yeah, it's not going it. to change my line mind about payday loans unless it's very against them. It did has you, to be very against. Did them. you listen to the Freakonomics episode about payday loans, yeah. and that didn't change your mind to make me think they're good? Yeah. Um. No. Huh? Because that the freaking okay. I'm going to post a link to the Freakonomics okay. episode about payday loans because they actually changed my my mind about them, which surprised me because I really thought that that was one topic that I had my mind totally made up on. Okay, all right. There, I don't like them anymore. They did. You that. don't like Freakonomics? Nope. They well, <sighs> nope. That's there, a whole other discussion. <laughs> there are individual episodes that I have problems with, but overall, yeah, I overall, still think that they're good. doing a service. Yeah. All right. Um, my link today is um, we we did not talk about the Florida Parkland shooting, um, and we talked about talking about it, but we decided not to because we felt that it would be better to have someone on to talk about it with us. So hopefully we will have that in the next few weeks. But if your child, um, and I think it's going to be pretty much high schoolers, is planning a walkout at their school on March 14th for 17 minutes, one minute for each of the victims, um, or would like to plan a walkout at their school or is part of a walkout at their school and is getting pushback from the administration. The ACLU has set up a site for kids to know their rights as students and children in school, what your rights are as school. Um, and they have a call today, that the date the, this episode is live on Thursday. The call is at 8 p.m., on March 1st, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. And you can go on the link. We'll send it to you. It's at um, gopeoplepower.org. Um, but you can register for the call. It's just, it's not going to be like a talking, it's a webinar kind of call. Mm-hmm. And they are going to review um, why your rights are important and how to present the case to your administration on why it's important. 
and what students can and cannot do according to the Supreme Court. <laughs> but it's very important to know that your rights do not end at the schoolyard door. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. It's a great training call. Um, I highly recommend doing it even if your kid, even if they don't want to do the walkout this time or they're nervous about it or whatever, but they should know their rights in schools. Um, so we'll link to that. It's the ACLU uh, Students Know Your Rights training registration call. That's great. Because there are a lot of schools that are saying that not only are they going to punish kids for missing class, but they're going to punish them way more severely than if they walked out for any other reason. They're going to punish them for what they do outside of school. That's what's illegal. What's illegal is they can decide to give you detention. They can decide to mark you cutting. They can do anything they want to do, but they cannot punish you more severely or differently because they don't agree with your political position. And that dates back to a Supreme Court case on, um, I can't remember the girl's name, but she wore a black armband for the Vietnam War to school. Hmm. And that is the court case that decided they did unnecessary punishment because she was anti the Vietnam War and that was not allowed. So know your rights. And actually it's a good way to, as a student, um, present your case to the administration so that they come on board to say like, here's why we're doing it, to look rational, not just like you're like, we just wanna do this. And just to say like, here's why, here's why it's important. Here are our rights. We are prepared to take a detention or a cut, mm-hmm. whatever you want to give us, but here's what we're doing and here's why. Um, and then I know in one of my daughter's cases, because one school might be tougher than the other for my daughters, um, they're getting teachers on board. Because if teachers mm. do it with students, it's a lot harder for the administration yeah. to come down. I mean, hopefully people in your administration want to walk out with you yep. too. But, um, but if yeah, this you isn't something against the schools. It has nothing to do with being against the schools. And, you know, a lot of colleges have come out publicly to say, if you have a mark on your record for yeah. this, we will not hold it against you for admission, which right. I think is really fantastic. These kids, man, I, I have had so much. I, I, it's made me feel good to watch them talking back to NRA supporters on Twitter and Facebook <laughs> in a way that adults Don't take teens on in social do. media. No, it's like the dumbest thing that yeah. you can possibly do because you will not win and they do not give a F, right. you know? So, yeah, it, it, they can talk in a way that, that parents and politicians can't. Right. And it's been really refreshing to watch. It is. I, On the other hand, I feel like Twitter and Facebook aren't doing enough <sighs> to take down bots and trolls. And I think one of the real powers these kids have is to say, you know what, Twitter, we're all deleting our accounts. And they would. And every kid in this country is going to delete their Twitter account. And Twitter would freak out. And same with Facebook. If every teen was like, bye-bye Instagram, bye-bye Facebook until you fix this, they would lose their entire, I mean, their stock would plummet. Because right. that's the f- they need the f- yeah. they need the growth they need the young kids they, they need uh, the young kids. YouTube finally took down a video that had been claiming that Ugh, um, that one of the so the kids was a crisis actor, right. but it's like a drop in the bucket. You know, yeah. one video goes down, right. how many more? So I don't up? think the kids have realized yet that some of their greatest power is actually against the private companies that mm-hmm. are facilitating the discord and the propagation mm-hmm. of hate and they really could be powerful in that way well, i'm behind Probably them. more powerful than they can get with our stupid politicians um but anyway that is our show for today thanks amy thank you it's <laughs> just me and you um you can find links to everything we talked about today on facebook.com slash parenting bites and on parentingbites.com and of course you can find us on itunes rate review subscribe share and on radio.com where you can find parenting bites and all the other radio.com podcasts Until next week, happy guarantee. Bye. (laughs) Bye.